Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless, to our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways, to our food pantry staff, and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. And today we've got a fascinating show for you. So one of my favorite things about working at um, our main location at 721 North LaSalle is when people come in asking for a tour. Because Bridget, did you know that most of those people were either born or adopted in that building? And I love being able to walk around with them and share them a little, share with them a little bit about the history. Um, what's exciting is that today we have folks on who don't need to make it up like I do sometimes when giving it to her. So we're going to hear from people who've had experiences at St. Vincent's Orphanage um, that was the wonderful life-affirming agency that existed for 91 years at 721 North LaSalle Street in Chicago before Catholic Charities took over that spot. That's right. And St. Vincent's, excuse me, helped thousands of women, children, and adoptive families from 1881 through 1972 um, find each other, really. Yeah. Care, care for young babies and uh, small children and then match them with families. Um our post-adoption services department hears from people around the country who know they lived at St. Vincent's for a period of time and want to learn more. And while there are certainly restrictions on what information we can give out due to privacy laws, whatever we can share, we do. And we are finding that these connections, of course, to the past are incredibly meaningful to people. And for the past seven years, Catholic Charities has held a reunion every September for anyone who is involved in St. Vincent's. 
Last year, the chapel was packed with adoptees, birth parents, adoptive parents, St. Vincent's employees and volunteers, just a ton of people who all want to keep the St. Vincent's legacy alive with their presence and with their connections to one another. So with us today are two ladies who are experts on St. Vincent's. Lisa Francis is a Catholic Charities post-adoption specialist, and Maureen Roach was a child care technician at St. Vincent's in the late 1960s. Maureen also is co-author of a beautiful book of remembrances about St. Vincent's. The book is called St. Vincent's, An Orphanage That Shined. Welcome, Lisa and Maureen. Good morning. Hello, thanks for having us. Good morning, Lisa. We're going to start with you. Can you give us an overview of the work of Catholic Charities Post-Adoption Services? Absolutely. We provide a variety of services, including um, non-identifying birth family background information, search and reunion services, ongoing support group meetings, and counseling services. And this is all for adult adoptees, birth parents, adoptive parents, and even adoptees who are, um, they could be children or adolescents who are having questions, and their parents often bring them in for just a, a session to ask questions and talk with a social worker. Lisa, what is um, non-identifying birth family information? Good question. Good <laughs> question. <laughs> um, Usually it consists of birth parents' ages, nationalities, um, their education level or occupation if they had one, um, the relationship between birth parents, any social background um, and family information. And um, if there is any health information, usually there's not a lot, but if there is any, we would provide that. And this is all the information that we would have gotten from birth parents at the time of the placement. You know, Lisa, um, for for our listeners, Lisa knows everything about <laughs> adoption. She knows everything about St. Vincent's. Um, I, I, one of the exciting things Catholic Charities has participated in is the Open House Chicago with the Chicago Architectural uh, Foundation for the past few years. And Lisa's been so helpful in telling us what goes on in that building. But as part of that, we will have people walk in. And Lisa, I know you've had this experience during Open House who... Um, come to us, come to you, wanting to know some more information. What are some of the reasons why people show up, either walking in through the door or calling your department? Sure, a lot of different reasons. When we get the calls, they're mainly people who want to connect with biological relatives, so they are calling for search and reunion services. But also, some people just want to learn about their ethnicity, their heritage, any kind of background information in their family. Or some people may have some health issues and they need to find out some medical information. So we assist them in maybe reaching out to birth family to get that. Um, some people have been on genealogy sites like Ancestry.com and call us with questions about that. They, they think they may have found a biological relative. Sometimes people call shortly after their adoptive parents have passed, and at that point in their lives, they might start thinking about reconnecting and searching, you know, for birth family. So a lot of different reasons, but basic, basic, really natural 
um, normal curiosity. Sometimes people just want to go back to St. Vincent's to see where they started. I mean, to be able to fill in those blanks for people must be just so rewarding and important. Um, I'm sure it's not always joyful. We certainly think of St. Vincent's as a place where families found each other. Uh, but, you know, the adults who come back um, to and have questions about their past, I'm sure there's a range of emotions. Can you talk a little bit about that? There certainly are. I would say everything from nervous and excited um, surprised when they get some information or learn something, sometimes disappointment. Um, if, if we reach out and birth parents have passed away mm. or birth parents are not open, there can be disappointment or even in the information they learn from the file. Sometimes it can be bad information. Um, sometimes people are relieved uh, to learn any information. Um, and it, it gives them, I would say, in general, whether it's learning the background information from the file or connecting with family, for the most part, it gives people a sense of fulfillment and a feeling of wholeness that they didn't have before. It, it really fills in the blanks in their life. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Lisa. We're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Lisa Francis and Maureen Roche. more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219.
Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. And we're here talking today with Lisa Francis, who's a Catholic Charities post-adoption specialist, and Maureen Roche, who was a child care technician, or CCT, at St. Vincent's in the late 1960s. She's also the co-author of a beautiful book of remembrances about St. Vincent's. The book is called St. Vincent's, an Orphanage That Shined, I have read that book, and Maureen, I didn't know that you wrote that book, so I love the full circle. Here we are today. Well, thank you, but it was, it was uh, my co-author, Kathy Heenan, that got the ball rolling on that. In fact, it's, it all started with our reunion back in 1995. Uh, we had an all-school reunion, which was just for the employees and the um, other uh, CCGs, um, child care technicians, and um, that's where it started. And we had the auditorium, which I know it has a name now, but I don't, to me, it's the auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's where you have your uh, dinners. Yep, St. Vincent's Hall, we call it. Okay. And uh, it was packed. Uh, I mean, it was just marvelous. And so we, from there, we decided there was something more we had to do. And so we went on a a journey, you might say, trying to figure out what it was that God wanted us to do uh, about St. Vincent's, because just seeing the building always brought back a lot of emotions for us. Oh, I can't so, imagine. Um, the, you know, it was one thing after another that we got started getting letters from people telling us their stories mm-hmm. or just running into people. I My children went to school with a woman um whose sister had been adopted from there, and her story is in the book, and her mother had been a volunteer at at St. Vincent's. And, of course, I had known her for several years and had no idea of her connection to St. Vincent's. Oh, wow. So, um, anyhow, those are the stories, you know, people sent in to us. Um, some people reached out to us so they could make connection. Um, and I'd have to go back and read the story, but I know that it was, um, you know, most of these people, now, I, w- I went to school there uh, in September of 66 to 67, and then I became an employee for Catholic Charities till 68. Um, the, the Daughters of Charity had brought in, began their training program in 1905 for high school graduates, and they had a strict standard of care for the children. Like the kids had to be held when when they were being fed. So um, anyhow, it was it was quite an emotional time. And so there was one woman, um, and I don't remember. I think it was the child that wanted to reach out to her mother, and they may have contacted you, Lisa. I'm not. I don't remember. Um, but we were able to get them together. The I want to say. The daughter lived here, and the mother was in California, not in very good health. But they did get together, but that, and that, that brought us a lot of happiness and joy to be able to to do that for them. Of course, Maureen, remind us of your time span. So you said sixty-eight through when? No, sixty-six to sixty-eight. Okay, and then you mentioned the training. What kind of training, and what were your responsibilities? Okay. Well, just what any any mother would be doing. But um, we went, okay, it was a full-year course, and we went six days a week. Two half days were in classrooms, so they also taught theory behind child care. Um, and uh, 
we you know we were told taught how to properly change a diaper. You know, there were no Pampers or Huggies at that time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, how to bathe them, how to feed them, um, and how to play with them. Oh. So uh, that was, you know, just what we were, you know, obviously it functioned 24-7, mm-hmm. the building. Um, so we, we worked different shifts. They were usually eight hours, um, depending upon the age group and, you know, what the older children didn't need the same, they needed people there. Don't get me wrong, because there was always somebody with the children. But the infants that were uh, in the newborn nursery, there were more people that had to work that department from the uh, midnight to 8 in the morning shift, you know, that type of thing. Wow, wow. Maureen, in, in the book that we were talking about that you wrote, it was dedicated to the work of the Daughters of Charity and all who've entered these gates. Can you tell us a little bit about those daughters? I know that they were they are and were so important to the work that was happening at St. Vincent's and the work that continues around the world. Uh, well, yes. Well, the, the main thing I would guess would say is that um, they were, we, we didn't really interact with them as you might, you know, think, because they were the supervisors. So maybe some of the girls had better, you know, relationships with, I just remember them being um, the supervisor, being in charge. And they were very nice, and, you know, they they did what they needed to do, you know, when helping and helping out. Um, so, but I didn't really have any, any, personal interaction with them other than like i said working with them on the floor Um, maureen can you tell us i you know we're not supposed to have favorites but i have a feeling there was a baby or a (laughs) youngster or or two that um really touched your heart oh yes we we had met everybody had a favorite baby so (laughs) um and and so they got a little special love, you know. They, they uh, a girl might come back on uh, Christmas, and maybe she was off, but she wanted to see her her favorite baby. Um, you know that that I mean, we did, and we made sure that they had, you know, they were dressed nicely, you know, matching outfits or whatever, not just on the holidays, just so so they looked good. Um, but uh, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I I had a couple of them, and I think <laughs> most of them. I think most of them did. Uh, I Maria was um, a very special one to me. Oh, that's and lovely I, that you remember her name too. All I these remember years her later. birthday. Oh, and we're talking over fifty years ago. But you know what? You know what's amazing? I'm not the only one that does this. Yeah, sure. I, a lot of my classmates and friends. I last year ran into a classmate I hadn't seen probably in over 20 years, you know, at the reunion we ran into her. So I'm like, how did you find out about this? Because we didn't, it was more word of mouth, you know, through the years. And um, so she knew somebody who knew somebody. I mean, we tried to reach out to the um, different parishes and ask them to post it in their their bulletins. Um, You know, that sort of thing. But she had found out from... Uh, I don't remember if it was a cousin or a sister. You know, like that. 
Maureen, you are really highlighting the the beauty of the community that was formed there and how loved and well taken care of those children were. We're going to take another quick break here on The Voice of Charity, and we'll be back to speak with Lisa Francis and Maureen Roche. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Zupich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We talked to the Office for the Protection of Children and Youth about keeping kids safe from abuse during the pandemic. We visit the soup kitchen at Most Blessed Trinity in Waukegan, which has been serving hot meals to those in need throughout the pandemic. And we introduce you to the oldest Benedictine nun alive today. She's 107. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Good morning and welcome to The Voice of Charity. We're here this morning talking with Lisa Francis and Maureen Roche about the incredible work um, that was done at St. Vincent's from 1881 to 1972, helping thousands of women, children, and adoptive families in the same building where Catholic Charities headquarters is today. And every fall, we typically have a reunion of Babies, parents, child care technicians, the whole family at St. Vincent's, and that has obviously been postponed due to the pandemic. But it sounds like, Lisa, I think you've come up with an alternative idea for this year. Is that right? We are working on it, yes. Um, we hope to have, um, on September 20th, that is our goal, we hope to have some new videos posted on our Facebook page. Some of the videos will be of our CCT, the child care technicians, talking about their time there caring for the babies and toddlers. And we will have um, 
an adoptee story as well, and hopefully a virtual tour of St. Vincent's given by a couple of the child care technicians who were there for several years. Wow, that we've been talking a lot about innovative ways to get people engaged during this time, and that definitely um, that definitely takes the cake. Lisa, this month in Teenager News, there's a story about the Honorable Joseph Wood, who was adopted from St. Vincent's at age 10, and he has now gone on to be a county judge in Arkansas. You share his story on your Facebook page as well. Is that correct? We are in the process of putting that on Facebook. We're a little bit delayed, but I will say it is worth the wait. Um, We're hoping to have that posted by September 20th, and he has a very beautiful and inspiring story, and to hear him speak is is a real treat. So hopefully um, September 20th is the post date for that, too. Well, we just said it on the radio, Lisa, so you and your team need to <laughs> need to get on it. <laughs> this is breaking news. Right. <laughs> um, I, I just want to share, I was very fortunate last year to be part of the reunion. And I have to say the most, one of the most moving parts for me was at Mass, there was a moment where everyone mm-hmm. blessed each other. So Father asked... The child care tech, I might have the order wrong, but ask the technicians to bless the adoptive parents and the parents to to bless the children. And there was just this beautiful mutuality around the the families and the relationships that were created. And um, video will be hard to capture that. but and then you have people going up and down the floors. i I remember this. I remember that. And is this? is this where this would have happened? And um, it really is quite extraordinary. And I just think you two must be, you know, what what a gift for you and that you've given other people that you've been part of connecting people like this. You know, it's, I, I can't speak for Maureen, but I know she, she would probably agree. It's a privilege for us. That building is no ordinary building. St. Vincent's has been filled with love since since the day it started, um, since the day the Daughters of Charity started taking um, people in, and it continues today. And I, I just feel lucky to be a part of, um, of that, of the mission, and um, any way that we're able to help people get their history, revisit since any way that I can help, it's it's really a privilege, and I think Maureen would agree. Yeah, the one thing I would like to say about the building at 721 North LaSalle is that um, the Daughters of Charities had three other homes for the children before they built the building at 721. And then they ran into difficulties due to the stock market crash, and the Daughters went to Cardinal Mundelein, and arranged an agreement with Catholic Charities. That began their partnership. And in and this always gets me, but and the rooms are a lot different than they were then, but in nineteen thirty, in December of nineteen thirty, Cardinal Mundelein with fellow clergy sisters, nurses, and students, I'm sure, consecrated each room in that then six story building for the children to be that would be cared for through that build, through that building. Maureen, that is beautiful. I had no idea that 
um, that changes what will happen when we're in our offices later today. I feel like what a blessing that is. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, where is your office so I can relate to it where what what was there when (laughs) I was there? Well, Maureen, maybe we'll share that offline. We've got just a few more seconds, but um, I don't want all our listeners coming to find me, but if anyone listening would like to share their St. Vincent experience or learn more about their short time living um, there, can they can con- how can they contact you, uh, Lisa? You can feel free to call me at um, my direct number is 312-655-7093, and I would be very happy to speak with you. Thanks so much, ladies. We so appreciate your time uh, this morning, and thank you for all the, the love you shared with babies and toddlers and parents. Uh, We will talk to you all next week. Thanks, and have a great week from all of us at Catholic Charities. Thank you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.